0: Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. Today, we're talking about five sources of joy, and the key word I want to bring out to you today is joy is a choice. The feeling can come, the feeling can leave, but joy is a choice on the inside. Let's go to the Word of God together. You're going to be greatly
1: blessed. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian.
0: Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Great to have you here today. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome, glad to have you here today. Uh, Actually, we get more and more letters and uh, more and more people telling us and emailing and things like that telling us, about the great things that the word of God has been ex- opened up to them through this broadcast. And we're getting it from all across the country. And so again, what my greatest joy is some of the States that are having a, you know, difficulty here in the United States, you know, and uh, from, you know, uh, just inflation or, or under the epidemics or whatever that we're having in it at the moment, you know, and to see those that have been so drastically affected by that and see the people turning to the word of God, turning to the things of God is a great rejoicing for me. And so we're just getting, you know, People from different cities and different states again joining us. Thank you so much. We're on from early in the morning till late in the evening. And if you can't uh, get all of those, then you can go because we have a channel on YouTube. And that channel literally is all the broadcast, even archived back for as far back as you want. So there's always a way. And I like to listen to things in the car. I don't listen to myself in the car. Sometimes I listen to what I have to catch up on something that I have forgotten about or at the moment don't recollect. So again, but uh, for those ministers I love listening to myself, I love to do it in the car. And oftentimes if I can find a YouTube channel, it'll just, you know, go from one to the other. So that's what you can do with my channel. And that's BobYandian.com, though. You can become a partner with me. There's all kinds of things that you can order from there. I also have a website called MinistersClub.com. And on there, you can have a lot of free things, free downloads, things like that. Sermon outlines, material, and all that. So again, there's all different types you can get. That's BobYandian.com or MinistersClub.com. Again, it'll be a great blessing for you. If you'd like to become a partner and join the hundreds and hundreds that are becoming partners with me now and are already partners with me, then go to my website, BobYandian.com. You'll find a place there that you can become a partner with me. I rejoice that you're doing it. Thank you for joining me. Our hearts are joined long before the ministry is joined to you. And so thank you for doing so. Uh, turn with me to John chapter 15 and verse 11. I'm going to talk to you today about five sources of joy. And in these five sources of joy, this is for just you as a believer, uh, maybe not not the fact that for the moment you're attached to something like going to a church, you know, uh, you're not in church right now, or you're not around a group of people, you're by yourself and things like this, because there's all types of things that naturally bring joy in the Christian life. One of the greatest is winning a soul to Jesus Christ. I mean, when you see a person saved, what rejoicing that brings in your life. I, I think of one of them and, and I'll, you know, uh, uh, this happened years ago when I was pastoring the church, but I gave an invitation at the end of every sermon for somebody that would come to the front and receive Jesus. I usually had counselors standing in front that could lead them to the Lord. And uh, uh, there was just a young one, one week, one person came, one young boy came walking down the front and I could tell this kid had been through it. I mean, just the way he looked, I mean, but he came down the the aisle and he had a smile on his face and he came down there and I said, did you come to receive Jesus? He said, yes. And so I told my counselors, I just really felt led to to lead this kid to the Lord myself. So I turned my wireless mic off and began to talk to him And and found out, he says, man, I've led a rough life. He says, man, he says, somebody invited me to this church. I didn't want to come, but I came today. He said, man, I need Jesus, I need him bad. And so I led him in a sinner's prayer. And the moment I did, a smile broke out so big on his face and tears came down his face. And he looked at me and said, damn, I feel good. Man, I burst out laughing, and I thought, well, good, now that you're saved, praise God, welcome to the kingdom of God. Yeah, we'll get some sanctification in you in the meantime, but in the meantime, that joy of just seeing a person, this is, I remember one time a minister talked about the fact a little boy came to the front of the plane, looked all the way down the plane, and said, wow, and he said, Daddy, can I run? And the flight attendant said, yeah, go ahead. So that kid ran all the way to the back of the plane, all the way to the front of the plane, and, you know, and when he got back, the father looked down at this minister sitting in, the, in one of the front rows, in first class and said, he said, he's this is his first time on an airplane. And he said, it suddenly struck him. He said, oh, that's what it's like when a person receives Jesus as Savior. They're standing there looking at this gigantic place. He said, and after a while, we become so used to it that we don't realize what we're literally walking into. He said, that little boy, seeing that airplane and walking into it the first time and running down that that island back was so excited to be on a plane. He said, here I am as a Christian and I get caught up in the day-by-day Christianity and forget the joy of what a brand new Christian sees. And looking through the eyes of a brand new Christian, we can see that expression. On their face becomes our expression to the joy of doing that. But what about in your daily life? What about just, you know, you're in your room, you're in your car. What do you do whenever the things of life are coming against you? You don't know what to do. It comes back to this. In that case, joy is a choice. This is what I want to give you. Five sources of joy that each one are a choice because mainly joy is not a feeling. Joy is a choice. James chapter one and verse two says this, my brothers, count it all joy when you fall into different temptations. Count it all simply makes make the decision and then just be joyful. Just choose to be joyful. And you say, but I don't feel like it. Doesn't matter. It a it is, first of all, a decision, and then next of all, it's a feeling. And I'm going to tell you this. Even if the feeling doesn't come, you can choose joy. Because what? You can begin to remember the great things God has done for you and the fact that you are living in this Christian life. Philippians 4.4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Notice that rejoice is a command. So you can do it. Joy is a choice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Why is it mentioned twice? I believe because you have to remind yourself sometimes, not only daily, but sometimes two or three times a day to rejoice in the Lord. We are not surrounded by good news, though you might pick yourself out at a station that produces the news And you think, well, you know, I I think this is a good station. No, even they, they dwell on the bad news because what's popular and what brings in the ratings is not just good news. So they'll throw a little bit of good news in there, but the rest of it's problems, 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 problems. And you listen to that long enough, you're gonna fall into the depression the world is into when God has said, no, you don't need that because one of the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, and peace. Joy is a choice. So to operate in joy, you choose. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. It comes from time to time to time that the depression that we're surrounded by by the world, because the world is not really a happy, joyful place. No, the whole thing is headed toward hell. The whole thing is headed toward the the time of the tribulation. And people on this earth that are rejecting Jesus always outnumber those that will receive Jesus. Even Jesus said so. He said the road that leads to eternal life is narrow and few there be that find it. The road that leads to death is wide. That is the broad. Broadway way that leads to destruction, said many there be that find it. And yet we still preach because why? There's going to be a number of people that will switch roads from the wide road to the narrow road and follow us into heaven with Jesus Christ himself. So that's why it says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice that we need to keep doing this because why we are surrounded by more people ending up going to hell than going to heaven. More people that are caught up in the depression of the world and what's going on in the world. And we need to remember something. I am in the world, but I'm not of it. I have a different set of promises, I have different laws that I live by, different rules that I live by, so joy has to be a choice. First Thessalonians 5, 16 says, rejoice evermore. What is that? It's a choice. Choose to live in joy, so rejoice evermore. That means from every day, every moment, choose joy. Why? Because as soon as you quit praising God, you're gonna notice the problems around you. Maintain that attitude inside of you of focusing your attention on the Lord because we're told in the book of Colossians, set your affections, that is your mind, your thoughts, and the the focus of your life on things above, not on things of this earth, for you are dead. That's to the earth. You're dead to sin, you're dead to Satan, and you are alive unto Jesus Christ. I told you to turn to John chapter 15. We're going to take a look at verse 11, and here we have the first of five choices and five sources of joy for your life. And the first one here is the hearing of the Word. The hearing of the Word brings joy. John 15, 11. These things, that's the commandments, the scriptures, the promises of God, these things have I spoken to you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. When we walk by the promises of the word of God, not only do we have joy, it remains in us. Meditating on the promises of God brings joy into our life that stays there. Meditation is so important. And we're told in the word of God to think on these things. In the New Testament, in the Old Testament, it says, on your word, do I meditate day and night? The Hebrew word for meditate means to ruminate. And it's used of a cow chewing its cud and, you know, it'll swallow the the grass into its stomach. but later on it brings it back up and chews on it and chews on it and chews on it. it, swallows it, brings it back up and chews on it and chews on it until it gets everything out of it it needs. So it is with the promises of God. We sometimes think we found a revelation in the promise and whoa, that was incredible and don't realize there's so many revelations inside of every verse and it doesn't come by just hearing it thinking about it for a little while, and then say, let's go on to move on to something else. No, the promises of God should be meditate on it day and night, because why? Every few minutes you're gonna say, oh, look at that about that verse. I never saw that before. Ah, I didn't know that either. The Holy Spirit can show you and bring great things to your life. And so sometimes, you know, people talk about memorizing the word of God. I'm not a big one for memorizing the word of God. I'm a big one for meditating on the word of God and the Holy Spirit brings revelation. There's scriptures I have memorized young in life. And you know what? I don't remember them right now. I can stop and really stop to try to think about it. But you know what? The verses I remember are the ones the Holy Spirit gave me revelation on. My son said one time from the pulpit when he was preaching, he said, how many of you came out of denominational? backgrounds, Baptist, Methodists, you know, uh, whatever, you know, Episcopalians or whatever. And hands went up everywhere in our church that he would have been born again and now filled with the Holy Spirit. And he says, and all of you who came out of they says, how many points does a sermon have? Everybody yelled three points. He said, that's right. Why did you have three points? And someone said, so we would remember it. He said, do you remember those sermons? And everybody laughed because why? No one could remember, maybe except a couple of points or something like that, but they couldn't remember the sermons. He said, but yet have you had a revelation of the Holy Spirit on a verse? Hands went up everywhere. He said, can you remember? They all went, yeah. He said, once the Holy Spirit reveals it, why do I meditate on it? Because by meditating on the promises of God, ruminating on those things, and again, hearing the word of God and then uh, meditating on through the day is when all of a sudden different revelations begin to come out of that verse of scripture, and you see things in that scripture you've never seen before, and also you see things in your own life that you can now use. Hearing the word of God brings joy that not only remains in us, but remains full on the inside of us. So do you lack joy in your life? Study the word. Listen to a teaching, a CD, read a book, meditate on the word of God throughout the day, because this is where really the strength of your life comes is from the joy of the Lord. Joy. Joy brings strength into your life. The point of it is it may not be that that emotional joy in your life. It's just a peace on the inside and a joy and a happiness way down on the inside of you that despite what's going on in the world, despite what's going on in your personal life, despite what's going on in your family, despite what's going on among your friends, And the fact that many have forsaken you, or you look at the fact that you miss God and sin, I mean, all those things can come to you, but all of a sudden you start meditating on the word of God and find out the love of God still is strong in my life how important that is. When we come back, we'll take up the second one. we're gonna talk about the joy that comes through answered prayer. And you see, praying to God and knowing there's an answer coming can bring joy to your life. We'll talk about that when we come back. We will see you right after halftime and you'll understand what we're offering to you because this adds to your understanding and it'll add to your joy.
1: The moment you were born again, you were given the fruit of the Spirit. Inside you dwells a well of salvation and it is your responsibility to draw from that well. The joy of the Lord is found in that well of salvation. But many Christians do not realize that joy is a choice and not a feeling that falls upon them. Joy is often overlooked, yet it is one of the greatest powers of the Christian life. Joy will bring strength and healing to the life of every believer who will choose to walk in this fruit of the Spirit. This 3-part series will teach you to tap into the joy of the Lord to find strength, healing, and victory in your life. Sermon titles include The Healing Power of Joy, The Sources of Joy, and Joy Has a Voice. To order Choose Joy, go to bobyandian.com. Christians often ask, how can I know the voice of the Lord, or how do I get His guidance? Pastor Bob Yandian's series, Guidance, will help set you on the right path to hearing from God and knowing what comes from Him and what doesn't. We often make the mistake of wanting God to lead us by wonders and outward signs, when the vast majority of His guidance actually comes through the Word of God and the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. We must come to understand that we do not have the ability to guide ourselves, just as we do not have the ability to save ourselves or heal ourselves. Guidance explores the sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit and examines in detail the two ways God leads His children. To order the Guidance series, visit our website at BobYandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit bobyandian.com and click on partnership. The first of five sources of joy that we covered in the first half of this broadcast was
0: John 15 and verse 11. These things, these scriptures, These commandments have I spoken to you that you might have joy and the joy remain in you and your joy be full. So the first thing was hearing the word of God brings joy and not only joy that just comes for the moment, but joy that remains and remains full inside of us. Again, this comes from not only just hearing the word of God or reading the word of God or hearing, you know, watching a broadcast or something like this. It comes from meditating on it throughout the day and meditating on throughout the day. Or even it says in Psalm 1, in your word, do I meditate day and night? You wake up in the middle of the night, you're still meditating on that verse of scripture. And you lay there in bed as you're going to sleep and what are you doing? Thinking on the scripture. This is what God says is so important. But here's number two. Number two is this. John chapter 16 and verse 24, he says, "'Until now you've asked nothing in my name, Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. There's something about answered prayer that brings joy. Once we present the need to God and deposit it in His lap and it's no longer in our lap, we can begin to accept joy. But there's actually a physical joy. Not all five of these are going to, men- that I'm going to mention are just inward joys. This is one that can actually become an emotional thing in your life, that the f- response to answered prayer is the joy of it. There was a, a time back years ago when I was pastoring at the church and, the, and, and and, and i just started the sermon and one of the ushers came up and said i'm sorry i got to interrupt you he said and i said what he said we just got a, a phone call from a missionary and his wife is dying right now and, she, and he was one of the best missionaries we supported we loved him and i said stop right now folks we this is uh, brother so-and- so we're praying for his wife right now he's a missionary and he, and i mentioned the ta- uh, the country he was in i said stop right now and pray because she's dying we all we all stood to our feet and we took authority over that and we' committed man in the name of Jesus that she was healed. Thank God for the stripes of Jesus that by his stripes we were healed. And I went back to the sermon. By the time the service was over, we got another phone call from him and he said, she completely came out of it. And and so the usher said, what time was it? He mentioned the time in that country we compared to our time. It was the exact time we prayed. By the time the sermon was over and you talk about joy, we had a shout match. I mean, people were rejoicing because that thing was totally taken care of. She was literally on her deathbed when that happened. So again, we have joy comes through answered prayer. Listen, you should, when you pray, don't just pray and say, well, I hope God heard me. I hope God, no, we don't need any of that. We know that when when we pray in faith, he hears us. And if he hears us, we have the petition we desire of him. Matthew fifteen thirty one says when they, that is the multitudes, saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, the blind to see, they glorified the God of Israel. Great joy came by seeing answered prayer and by seeing signs and wonders and miracles. Acts chapter 8 verses 7 and 8, for unclean spirits crying with loud voices came out of many that were possessed with them and many who were paralyzed and those that were lame, they were healed and there was great joy in the city. This was the revival that Philip brought to the city of Samaria in Acts chapter 8. What a wonderful time that was. Praise reports bring joy to us. Hearing of answered prayer. I think that's why it's important in church services. We don't even have prayer requests, but we also talk about prayers that we have prayed that have been answered. I was at a church just a number of weeks ago. They actually took and put up on the screen two x-rays of a baby that was just been born, and the lungs were full, and the doctor said, this particular disease is fatal, and the child got it in the womb. And so the church had prayed for it, and they, now, this was two weeks later, they showed the second one next to it, and in the, the second one, the lungs were clear. The doctors all admitted this was a miracle, because it had never happened before, and and they said in the natural it was impossible it took the power of god you talk about a praise fest you talk about a time of joy that congregation rejoiced in the things of god so praise reports bring joy to us hearing of answered prayer the third one is this first john 1 4 if you want to find that with me it simply comes back that freedom from sin brings abundance of joy we as christians this is written to christians not to sinners Although when a sinner gets uh, born again, yes, there's joy there. But we're talking about to the uh, to the believer. First John one four says, "These things we write to you that your joy may be full." And this is the introduction that leads up to First John one 9, First John one ten, the rest of chapter one of First John, and talking about confession of sins to the Lord. And listen to this: If you've got sin in your life and you're not confessing it, you do not have joy. But one of the first things that happens is if you confess your sins, He's faithful and just to forgive you. Your joy is restored. When When David committed adultery with Bathsheba, he didn't ask for his salvation back because he didn't lose his salvation. He said, Lord, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. So freedom from sin brings abundance of joy into our life. These things that he says here, these things we write to you are about remaining in fellowship with God. Sin robs us of our joy. There is a joy that nothing else can give when our heart is pure and clean before God. So this is the beauty of it. This is what God is wanting us to do and what God is wanting us to know is about the joy of the Lord. Again, joy is a choice. We take a look at the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, these things. So it has to come back to this. Once I've been born again, God lays all these things out here in front of me. And yes, the power of the word and the power of the Holy Spirit helps me to walk in these things. But the most important thing is I have to choose to do it. If I want to be joyful, I have to choose, first of all, to think on the things of God and then make a claim on that joy. That joy is mine. So, Number four is this, 2 John verse 12, having many things to write to you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come to you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. The fourth thing here is fellowship with God believers that we love. That brings joy. My wife and I were walking into church just a few weeks ago, and as we walked up toward the church, the front doors were open. It was a nice weather outside, and I mean, the doors were and the, the lobby was full of people before the service started, fellowshipping with each other, and the roar coming out that door of hearing it. And my wife and I walked up there and said, this has to be what heaven sounds like. There's something special about believers having fellowship with each other. We're told not to fellowship with the world. We're told not to be free with the world. Listen, we are to be friendly with the world, but we're not to be friends with the world. The closest friends we have should be like precious faith. Those that we know we're going to spend eternity with. You know why? Because when you go out to eat with them, you go to a movie with them, you go to fellowship with them, the conversation gets so much deeper than it would with someone that's not a Christian. On top of that, it's nice to fellowship with Christians that not only are born again, but also spirit-filled. Even Paul ran into this in chapter 19 of Acts when he ran into uh, disciples. So they were born again. He said he met with 12 disciples. And as he talked to them, he said, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit since you believed? It's one of those things you can go so far with them, but you, they kind of hit a brick wall. We're, bo- we're both born again, but are we both on the same page as far as being spirit-filled? And so he laid his hands on them. They were filled with the Spirit and spoke with tongues. Here's the beauty of it. It, is fellowship with believers bring joy. Here's why, because with a believer that you can have so much joy with, you may not see him for a few more weeks or even a few more months or years, But when you see him again, you pick up right where you left off. You know what that means? When we get to heaven, we'll never depart from each other again. We'll have fellowship for eternity, but meeting each other in heaven, we will pick up right where we left off on earth. So the fourth one again is fellowship with believers that we love brings joy. Paul looked forward to the times he could return to be with the churches and ministers that gave him great joy. Second Timothy 1, 4 says this, greatly desiring to see you. "'Being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy.'" Paul says, I desire to see you. He says, being mindful of tears. In other words, there's tears that can come because we haven't seen somebody for some time. We have to choose in that moment to have joy and simply choose the fact, I'm going to see them again here, not too long from now. I will run into them again. And he says in that verse of scripture, when you do, he says, I will be filled with joy. Acts chapter 20 and verse 38, the ministers that Paul fellowship with at this great revival in Ephesus, now in chapter 20, he comes and ministers to them and he says, you you know what, I may not see you again on this earth. He says, I'll see you in heaven one day. But in the meantime, what's going to happen is it says in verse 38, sorrowing most of all for the words which he spoke, for they would see his face no more. There's something about being around believers that brings great things. And this again is going to lead into number five. And number five is the importance of coming to church. Philippians 4.1 says this, Therefore, my brethren, my dearly beloved, long for my joy and my crown. This actually is brethren. That he's talking about here that he saw get born again. And like I pointed out before, too. You want to see you want to see people uh, born again and understand this. Once you do, you will have a joy that there's no there's no comparison to. So as I started out the broadcast talking about leading people to the Lord, this comes back to, again, fellowship with believers, that you can turn sinners into saints. You can turn unbelievers into believers by simply seeing them born again. You can't do it, but you can preach the message to them. And if they accept it, then they become born again. And now you can begin to have greater fellowship with them than ever before. I know people all around the city of Tulsa, and they have great businesses. They have they have they're still following God today, contribute to the business, great, great supporters of missions and things like that. But I knew them years before because they came to our church. That's where they accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. That's where they got a calling on their life and they're now fulfilling that calling, whether it's in business or in ministry or whatever it may be. And seeing them even after all these years, I can look at them and realize it was in my church they accepted Jesus. It was in my church they found this call in their life and look how God has blessed them. Boy, talk about a joy that's on the inside of you. Again, Paul said that to the Philippians, my dearly beloved and longed for my joy and my crown. Finally, in Acts chapter two and verse 46 says this, they, that is those that just accepted Jesus Christ, the 3,000 that were born again in the streets of Jerusalem, those continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking of bread from house to house to eat their food with gladness and singleness of heart. This is where they became committed to the church. Attending and becoming involved in the church is a way to fulfill all the areas I have just talked about and have fullness of joy. Why? Because in church, we are in God's presence. In God's presence fulfills Psalm 16 and verse 11. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. In church, we are in the presence of the family of God. Psalm 42 and verse four says this, I went with them to the house of the Lord and with a voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept the holy day. It simply comes back to this. You're not gonna find fullness of joy unless you have a church you're committed to. I have people tell me, well, I watch it on the computer screen, you know, and that, that is not church. Because it says in Hebrews 10, 25, don't forsake the assembling of yourself Together, here's what the Greek says, as the habit of many has become. By simply watching it on a screen, you are forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. This is a key thing because the number two thing on the list in Acts chapter two was this: they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and breaking bread and fellowship. Fellowship is so key in the church. And that is having a fellowship with other believers. And so again, Psalm 42, verse four, I went with them to the house of God. Do you have people you go to church with? With a voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept the holy day. These simple five things about keeping joy in your life is so important because I can tell you this, you live in a world that wants to suck that joy right out of you, sap the energy right out of you. And one thing you can do is simply come back to these points and say, Lord, I choose joy today. I'm gonna meditate on your word. I'm gonna get around my Christian friends. I'm gonna witness to other people today. I'm gonna see answered prayer and find it, Lord, I'm gonna be faithful to continue going to the church that you have opened up the door for that I can have continual joy here in life. See you next time.
1: You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com.